This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about emotional blackmail in relationships, how to spot it and how to stop it. Now, emotional blackmail can be very subtle. You may not be aware that you are the victim of emotional blackmail, or you may be using some emotional blackmail techniques yourself and not even realize it. Now, emotional blackmail can be like a disease in any relationship and very abusive. So this is why it is essential to be able to understand when it is happening, what's causing it, and how you can stop it from harming your relationship and you. Okay, David, now I know you work with a lot of couples and individuals on relationship issues. How does the topic of emotional blackmail come up for your clients? Well, actually, this is a very important subject, Alex, and it comes up more commonly than people realize. And my clients, my one-to-one clients, often ask me why I use such kind of forceful words like blackmail or the three lies. And I do that for a reason. I do that as a kind of a shock to make you shock. So even when you hear what we're going to talk about, you might experience a kind of a pushback on on it because this is a very strong word. Emotional blackmail is a very strong word. But for most of us, certainly for me, this started at, at a very earliest relationship with our parents. I wish I had a dollar for every time my mother said to me, you make me feel. I'm at the end of my tether because of you. You drive me. It's you. And what that is what I mean by emotional blackmail. They're using emotions to blackmail the child. And I can remember for a good part of my early childhood, trying to please my mother, trying to placate her, trying to keep her emotions in balance. And this is why it's blackmail. And this is why this subject not only is in loving relationships, the core, the beginning of it, starts right in childhood. And why you will get the resistance when I use the word blackmail is for that part of your mind, the inner child. They will resist that word. And so please try and stick with us. Try and keep in your way. Listen to what we, what we say and what you agree with and what you don't agree with. And then at the end, hopefully you'll be able to change your view slightly on emotions. And I think, David, that's very interesting because a lot of people would say, oh, my partner is a narcissist. He, he uses all sorts of emotional blackmail techniques on me. And a lot of people would say, well, that's just the way they are. That's their personality and nature. But what you've just said is actually 
emotional blackmail techniques or responding and playing along with someone else's emotional blackmail techniques is learned behavior from childhood when our parents sometimes make us responsible for their emotional well-being. So whether they are anxious, whether they are angry, whether they are depressed, or whether they are happy, content, peaceful, loving. And we we take on the responsibility as a child. This is so common, Alex, that we try and please, we try and be a good girl or a good boy to make others happy. And then this kind of mindset, this way of thinking, bleeds into our life. And then without realizing, we are spending our life either being proactive or reactive to emotions. And that goes against the fundamental teaching. I try and repeat it on every video. I'm sorry if, if you think I say too much, but it's so important to this work. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. Now, once you think about that, and please meditate on that, because once you accept that, it becomes very powerful because you are the creator of your emotions, but that means that other people are also the creator of their emotions. You cannot put your hand or your energy inside somebody and change their emotions. They are responsible for their emotions. And so this is why in relationships, so many people come to me and couples come to me and we deal with a current relationship but when we take time, we're talking about inner child work on both of them normally because we kind of attract. This is another thing about this, this teaching. We kind of attract similar people as into our lives. Have you noticed that? This is a, he's just like my father. I was working with a couple just two weeks ago. This is the word she said. He's just like my father. And he looked amazed. He said, I don't even know your father. And she says, you're just like him. You act just like him. And isn't that strange how we get drawn to those people and why this is why this teaching is so important. And is that, David, because our inner child, that part of our mind that we call the inner child, is drawn to and finds comfortable familiarity? So although we may have developed these unhealthy relationship dynamics emotional blackmail dynamics with our parents or parents figure when we were children and it caused us angst it caused us red light feelings when they put pressure on us that we they we were making them upset or we were making them angry yet our inner child is almost like magnetized to recreate the same familiar dynamics in our adult relationships and that's what i said at the beginning what I've developed this teaching is over the years. That's why I like to use very powerful, shocking words like blackmail or the three lies, because the part of the mind that we call the inner child is drawn, as you just explained perfectly, towards the familiar. Never underestimate the power of the familiar. Never underestimate it. And that's why I like to use these words like shock, and sorry, but about the three lies to shock you, the vow, emotional blackmail, because it makes you kind of think about it. And that's what I want you to do is to think about it. Because I lived my early life on eggshells. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't do right for doing wrong. And then I would get the blame. So I too was brought up in a very dysfunctional 
household and family where my mother was not in control of her emotions and she put that control on to me and my brother. We, we, we used to talk about, well, don't do that because that's going to upset her. Well, do, well, let's do this. This will please her. But we were always wrong, always wrong, because we, we cannot control other people's emotions. So as a six, seven, eight-year-old, without realizing what even the word blackmail is, I was being blackmailed. I was walking on eggshells. I didn't know what right from wrong. And this is where the inner child then does the three lies. It blames itself. And for a time I did it. It must be me. There must be something wrong with me. Can't be my mother, can it? Must be me. And that's one of the three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. It must be me. That's the vow. Must be something wrong with me. And so not only is the parent or the perpetrator in this scenario making you responsible, making you the problem in this dynamic. You're now also making yourself the problem. You're now also blaming yourself. So both of those things keep you in this dynamic of them blaming you, them making you responsible, you taking on the responsibility and you blaming yourself. And it's a kind of a compounding thing going on with this emotional blackmail. But this is why this subject is even more important, mm -hmm. Alex. And this is why I use the word blackmail. Because if you went to my mother, she wouldn't accept this. She would have blamed her children. Oh, you don't realize this is what they're like. They're a nightmare. They're always playing up. They won't go to bed on time, whatever, whatever. I think we were pretty good children, to be honest. But if you went to her, she would not see this. She would be blind to this. And if this is you and you've had a similar childhood, we're never going to convince our parents that that they're using emotions because they see emotions as something that attacks them. They are the victim. So most, I, I would almost guarantee you my darling mother, who I love the max, who's not with us now, she would see herself as the victim. Yeah. And she would see that she was being blackmailed. And this is what we call the emotional pendulum. And, and I guess that... So using the example of your mother in the in the child-parent situation, but also then in the adult relationship where it just, the, it just repeats. So that when you're in a relationship with someone who's blaming you for their emotions, oh, you know, you're making me angry, you're you're getting on my nerves, I need distance, you you're you know, you're 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 throttling me, you're smothering me. Smothering me uh, you know, typically comes from the kind of what you would call like an emotionally avoidant type partner, yeah. they, in some respects, they actually believe what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they know, consciously know, I am manipulating, I am blackmailing my partner because they truly believe that this is happening. So that allows them to keep on doing it. That provides the kind of justification in their own yeah. mind yeah. that, you know, this person is smothering me. This person is making me angry. This person is getting on my nerves. But I want to, I just, before we move on from the childhood dynamic stuff, David, I want to just explore the flip side of that. So you've talked about the situation whereby the parent is making the child responsible and blaming them for their emotions. The other, I would imagine the other common flip side is that, is where the child uses emotional blackmail on the parent yes. to get 
its own way. To get attention. To get attention. To get validation. So again, think about this. This is why I said it's a difficult thing. And only you can do this. Don't talk to anybody else about this work. Because only you can do this in your mind. So are you then saying, well, it must be me. There must be something wrong with me. Poor me. Self-pity. So let me now use emotions to try and get people to be a bit softer with me. Be kinder. Cut me a little bit more slack. Realize that I've been through a difficult childhood. And what happens then is you become the blackmailer. You now use your emotions. And this is when people say, well, I'm hypersensitive. My sen- people have to treat me differently because I'm sensitive. And this is where it starts to go wrong. Because now you're flipping the coin or the pendulum, we, we call it. And now the other person's walking on eggshells around you. They don't know how to please you. They can't please you, can they? You'll always find something not quite right. Pity me, poo me, I call it in my model, poo me. So again, only you can recognize this when you sit quietly and meditate on this teaching. I know this teaching is very difficult. It's a hard teaching to think about, but only you can really do it is to cut through the emotion and go to the thought and the belief. And that's what that that teaching is about. You are the creator of your emotions. You cannot be the victim of something that you create. And that's the teaching. So one of, and we'll talk about this more at the end of the video. One of the things is when you say, you make me feel, think about that mm. sentence. Do you ever use that sentence? You make me feel, they made me feel, he made me feel, she made me feel. Think about it. And then you're putting the responsibility for your feelings onto someone else. If it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for the way that they treated me, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have done that. See, you're moving the responsibility. This is why this is such a profound and, I think, life-changing teaching. And so that, I think that, that statement is so powerful, this you make me feel. If we ever catch ourselves thinking or saying something like that or a variant of that, we know that we are... We're on the pendulum. We're on the pendulum, so we're either blaming someone for making us angry, frustrated, throttled, smothered, or we're blaming someone because we're we're saying, you're making me feel anxious, you're making me feel scared, you're making me feel hypersensitive, you're making me feel unwanted, you're making me feel, and uh, you know, that's the kind of, uh, the uh, again, just in terminology, the anxious attached person who has learned from childhood that the only way they can get validation and strokes is by being kind of the needy child. The needy child then becomes the needy uh, adult. And so we're carrying both of those possible dynamics from our childhood through into adulthood. And as you said, we are naturally gravitating towards partners or friends who create the same familiar dynamic that we experienced in childhood even though it wasn't healthy and really it wasn't comfortable and it wasn't successful that's right Alex because it's almost like programmed into us and this program is so and you use a great word that my clients will use they will say it's part of my nature it's part of who I am and that's what I try and challenge or yesterday I was having a great conversation on a one-to-one with a client who's in America 
who was trying to convince me. It's in my subconscious. I can't do anything about it. I'm, I'm, see what, I am the victim of this belief. I believe this, but I'm the victim of my own belief. And that's what we have to cut through. That's what this work is around. Just recently, I've been working with a tremendous couple. And the problem was, the male is in the relationship. When there was an issue, a problem, he would Im immediately agree, <laughs> whatever, whatever. But he wouldn't follow it through. And it, it was driving the wife, the, the, the female, crazy because she said, we have the talk. He agrees. Two weeks later, he's not doing it. And the reason is because he's actually blackmailing her rather than saying, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then because he says, well, I can't do that, David. And I say, why? He said, well, he'll end up in an argument. Yeah. So he surrenders to her with no intention of doing it. Or he probably would say to me, no, I had an intention of doing it, but he really didn't want to do it. So two weeks later, he's not doing it. And then you go around. This is what we call the carousel of despair. You're back to where you started. You can't sit down and discuss and find a resolution to a problem because one or both of the people will not tell you what they actually think and believe. They will not speak the truth. And this is why I said, that's why I use these shocking words, be truthful. If you do not want to do it, say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, whatever. I, I don't want to do it. That's not I want to do it. And this gentleman said, yes, but if I did that, David, it would end up in a big argument. And I hate arguments. And here's a word. Here's another one. Do you ever, do you ever use this one? I hate confrontation. Have you ever used that? And so then what you do, you avoid. And you agree when you don't really agree. And that's the blackmail. You just, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll do it. Oh, all right, just to shut you up. Again, have you ever said that? Just to shut her up, just to shut him up, just to shut her up. I'll just do it. But then you're doing it not in your flow. And that's what Wu Wei means, living in your flow. So that's quite interesting, David, because what you've, You've kind of introduced something new there because most people, and in my mind, I see emotional blackmailers when we're blatantly blaming someone else for our red light emotions, our uncomfortable, painful emotions. It, it's essentially your fault that I'm feeling like this and it's your responsibility to, for me to get me out of this feeling and to get me back into a kind of blissful state. But what you've also said there, that emotional blackmail is not, as kind of blatant as that, it can be when we uh, agree to something within a relationship that we're not 100% comfortable with or aligned with for the sake of avoiding uncomfortable emotions or confrontation. And that that sort of lie or that manipulation within the relationship you also class as emotional blackmail. Yes, because it's exactly the same as a blackmail. If somebody's actually blackmailing you, you pay the ransom, but you don't want to, to get rid of it, yeah. to, to solve the problem. Like a few years ago, there was a lot of this com computer blackmail, wasn't there, where they put a ransom, they call it a ransom demand is on your computer. You didn't want to pay it, but you paid it to solve the problem. So what my gentleman client was doing was, he didn't want the confrontation, yeah. so he 
he he he paid. He just said, "Okay, okay, yeah, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it." So he's paying the demand. Mm-hmm. He's paying the ransom, but he has no intention of. He can't see through because he doesn't want to do it. But what he what he was saying, why I do this, David? When we were able to go, and it goes right back to his childhood, to be having a very domineering mother and father in his case. But he his criteria, his belief system was to please. He wanted to please. He just wanted to please, and he would do anything. He would sacrifice himself to please. But he couldn't follow it through. And then, so he pleased, and he said, I'm doing that because I don't like the confrontation, so I'm making a decision. Do I, do I agree or do I have the confrontation? I agree. But then what happens? Two, three weeks later, a month later, he couldn't maintain it. So it's the golden, it's, it's, sorry, it's the carousel of despair. And it comes back to the same problem because yeah. now the wife's going, look, you're doing it again. You've, we've agreed. And that's driving her even crazy now because she has righteous indignation. We've agreed this. We've spoke about this. You've agreed it. And now you're going back on your words. And what he's doing, he's putting his emotions and the maintaining of his emotions in, in front of what he actually believes and saying to his wife, no, actually, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be in a relationship I can't think what it was, but I'll make something up. I don't want to be a relationship where I'm gardening. I don't like gardening. I don't like gardening. Yeah. And she says, but it's our produce. We love gardening. I'm just making this up. We love gardening, you know, but I don't like gardening. Now, instead of resolving the issue, yeah. he goes, okay, 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 I'll dig the garden. Two weeks later, the garden is not dug. And she goes, why even dig the garden? And this is the problem. So would you say, David, that... I can see that we've talked about how, based on our childhood experiences, we can either be very responsive to someone else's emotional blackmail, or we can begin to use emotional blackmail techniques ourselves within a relationship. So within any relationship, there's a good chance, because you know who hasn't had some level of dysfunctionality in their childhood? There's a good mm-hmm. chance that one of the partners or both of the partners is used to that playbook, yes, right? Yeah. But for emotional blackmail to kind of live and thrive within any relationship, would you say it takes two people to, to tango with this? Yes. So because if, <clears throat> I guess if one partner is, their playbook is to use some sort of emotional blackmail techniques or to be very responsive to emotional blackmail techniques from another person, if the other person is just not, the other person is not into that. That's just not their mode of operation. They're more balanced, they're more authentic, they're more used to speaking their truth and taking responsibility for their own emotions. That if at the first sign of someone using or wanting to push towards an emotional blackmail dynamic, that person who is in more of their wu-wei balance would stop it, would not allow it from happening. And so it just doesn't it does doesn't thrive within the relationship well i think i think that goes on to our teachings and we've done a couple of videos on this the difference between love love is an emotional feeling and relationships relationship is the art which is is of relating to someone so use your ana- analogy just say that i'm a person that have been 
bought up to want to get my I'm making this up so go with me I, I want to get my own way I think I'm always right and I meet you and now once I want to get my own way you stop me I'm not going to be happy with you yeah. in the first few dates. Yeah. This is not going to work. Yeah. Once we've got over the first like initial, oh, I'm attracted to her, and we start to get the relationship yeah. relating to each other, and I'm saying, oh, well, we're going to do this tomorrow, and you say, whoa, hang on, I don't yeah. like that. No, I'm not going to like this. The minute you say, oh, okay, to, to yourself, I don't really want to do that, but I'll do it to placate yeah. him. Yeah. Now this falls. Now I'm very comfortable because mm -hmm. now I'm telling you what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. You fell back into your emotional thing. Oh, look at him. And I hate this word. You're a narcissist. You're always telling me. But actually, all we've done is reverted to that inner child dynamic. dynamic. And so the inner child, for, for both ends of the spectrum, which we've talked about, the person who is either using emotional blackmail techniques themselves because they're avoidant or because they're needy and want validation and strokes. For both of those ends of the spectrum, would you say the, their inner child is, is, is after the same thing? Is the agenda the same? Yes. I, I think, surprisingly enough, the agenda is exactly the same. They do not accept that they create their emotions and so if you're the person that's the dominant one what I'm trying to do is to get you to go along with me so I am emotionally comfortable and we don't have any hassle I'm again I'm making this up I come home the dinner's on the table yeah. the kids are in bed the television's on my favorite chair is ready and I'm that's not, what I want. And then, I'm not pushed out of my I'm, emotional exactly. comfort zone in any way. I'm, I'm absolutely. It's kind of very selfish attitude. It's very selfish. Yeah. But then if you go to the other end and you are falling into the poo me, that I call it, the victim mode, then you're trying to say, well, if I just, well, he's such a great guy. Well, he gives me such a lot. Or he's just such a great woman. If I just please him a little bit more, it, then he'll realize, won't he? Oh, my goodness. How many times have I heard this in my one-to-one -one work. Well, if I just do a little bit more, if I go the extra mile, if, if, if I just, if I, if I stop upsetting him, then he'll realize and we'll get a relationship that we really want. But he never will because you're not having the conversation. You're not relating on what I would call Shen, spirituality, truth, honesty, and integrity. That would be my definition of Shen truth, honesty, and integrity, you're actually basing your relationship on your emotional feelings without being responsible for creating the feelings. As I often say in these videos, if you think about like a, a, a house with three stories, at the, at the ground, at the root, you have your thoughts and beliefs. First floor is your emotions. Top floor is your actions. You're living your life from your emotions instead of living your life by what you actually believe and what you think. What is it you believe? And when I'm working one-to-one -one with clients, this is the most difficult thing. And they'll normally say something like this. So again, please listen, see if you ever think this. 
Intellectually, David, I agree with you. Of course I create my emotions. Emotions don't float around the room, so other people don't put their emotions in me. But, and that means the part of the mind that I am calling the inner child, you may want to call it your emotional mind or your subconscious mind, I'm calling it your inner child. She or he does not believe that they create emotions. They believe the environment, other people create their emotions. And they have to respond to it. Mm. So right away, when you're, you're like a pinball machine, totally responding to everybody's emotions. How are you today? Oh, if you're all right, then I'm going to be all right. Oh, you're, oh, you're upset. Now I've got to try and respond to your upsetness. Or you're happy, then I can respond to your happy. We're going to have a great night. Oh, we're not going to have a good night. Oh, the boss is a real head case. I have to respond to that. I can't respond. You see, and then... All you're doing, you're living your life in this responsive. You're not living truth, honesty, and integrity. You're living untruth. You can't speak your truth. You're living hypocritical. You say one thing and you do yeah. something else. And that's what then emphasizes the, the emotional pendulum. You're swinging from side to side where I want you to be in Wu Wei. I want you to be in the center, in the flow, living your life to what's important to you, to what you believe. So you can be honest about your beliefs and you can live in that flow. I guess the problem is, though, David, that if we have been using or responding to this emotional blackmail playbook since we were very, very young, child, our formative years, a lot of people say to you, I don't know what my truth, honesty and integrity is. I don't know what who I am and what I stand for because... All my life, my main agenda has been running on this other system, which is basically responding and blaming other people for my emotions or taking responsibility for other people's emotions. I don't, it's crowded out any kind of thought or consideration of what is my truth? That's such a great question, Alex. And that's why I said stick to the end of the video because this is the point. Are you blackmailing yourself? Are you scared of your emotions? Are you scared of being scared? Are you fearful of fear? Are you responding to your own emotions and letting your emotions guide your life? So you're not taking responsibility for creating the emotion in your own life. For you, here's the paradox. Here's the core of the Wu Wei teaching. I've, as Alex says, have you got lost? Again, I would say from my clients yesterday, at least four of my clients said something like this. I don't know another way. I don't know what my honesty is. I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my truth is. And that means you are so brainwashed by your own emotions. And that's why I do these videos for you to think about it to be challenged, to disagree with me. Write it down below if you disagree with me. But to think about it, have you almost the victim of your own blackmail? Yeah. You've got your thinking so wrong. And I want you to anchor down, focus down, not on your emotions, on what you believe. And then I want you to ask yourself, is this the truth? This self-talk, you know, I call it the 3 a.m. mind. When you wake up in the middle of the night and this mind's chattering away, 
Is this the truth? Am I in control of this? Because I'm saying this is your mind and the work starts with you. So many people will come to me and say, how can I change them? How can I make them better? How can I do this? And I'm saying, no, no, the work starts with you because you're the common denominator in all of this and the work you have to look inwards. Remember that block of flats. Don't start at the top actions. Don't start in the middle emotions. Go to the ground floor, to the basement. What do I think? Why do I think it? Is that true? Could I look David in its eye and say, yes, David, I'm not good enough because not show him the results of not thinking I'm not good enough. Tell me why you believe you're not good enough. Can I tell you what everybody will say? It's because either somebody told them, a parent, a teacher, a guardian, or most of the time, think about this now, it's what they thought they were thinking. They didn't even tell them. Oh, it's the way he looked. Oh, it's the way he reacted. Oh, it's the way they never hugged me. Oh, it's the way they never did this. But I guess that if we're trying to change this habit of either responding to our partner's emotional blackmail or us subtly doing emotional blackmail ourselves on our partner, how do we how do we catch ourselves from doing that default habitual response? What is the actual... I'd like to just break it down. Yeah. So we're about to... Our partner is saying, you're throttling me, you're smothering me, you're making me angry. And we, we, we have the default response, oh, I've got to make it better. I've got to make this better. I'm not good enough. I, I, I need to change. I need to please them. They're angry with me. Or if we have within ourselves self-doubt, we're needy, and we believe we're blaming our partner. You know, you're making me feel anxious. You're making me feel depressed, whatever. How do we stop ourselves from acting out in both those, those directions? And what, what do we, what's the internal dialogue that we need to have with ourselves and our inner child, David? Another great question, because that's what it is. It's the internal dialogue. That's exactly what I was going to say. And it starts with you. Don't do it when you're in this, this situation, as Alex has just identified with a partner or with your boss or with a colleague at work or with a family member or a cultural situation, don't start there, start with you. And we've done several videos on this, I'm sure Alex will mind it. Stop saying, I feel. Ban the F word. Stop saying, you made me feel, I feel, because now you've gone to the second floor. Replace I feel with I think, I believe, I choose. So if Alex says, your partner says, well, hopefully you've done this work before he says this or she says this. You're throttling me. I'd be interested. Why do you believe I'm throttling you? So have so be genuinely interested. Genuinely interested. If you came to me as my wife and said, David, you're throttling me. My first impression wouldn't be, oh, my God, I've got to stop throttling you. My first impression is, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but our inner child. That's you know, if right. we're used, if we're used to if taking used the blame, blame, that's it. And our inner child is like, whoa, well, they're not going to like this now. If exactly. I stand up for myself, if I even in a way which is truthful and authentic, exactly, it's almost like, whoa, it's going to be a major clash. Exactly. And our inner child will want to run away from that 
confrontational situation as it sees it because it wants to run away from the emotions. Exactly. Exactly. And so what, what it's done is gone right to the second floor, gone right to the emotion. And instead of saying, again, if you came to me as my wife and said, David, you're throttling me. I frankly, I'd be amazed. I say, honey, why do you believe? Yeah. See, I wouldn't even use feelings. Why do you believe I'm yeah. throttling you? Now, you would then say, well, because you did this, that and the other. And I say, well, I did this, that, and the other because of this. Why didn't, what didn't you understand? Now we would be in a relationship. We would be talking. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe I misread the situation. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I didn't. Whatever. But at least we're relating. We're not responding to emotions. I have suddenly not gone and gone, oh, it must be me. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. What can I do to make it right for you? Because we'll never find the problem. Yeah. All we're doing is the pinball machine now. We're bouncing around. So the, let me come down. Stop saying, do this to yourself first. First, before you get into the sit, sit situation that Alex has just flagged up. Think about, are you true to yourself? Or are you being responsive to your emotions? And I'm saying, this is where it goes wrong, number one. So take that time. Stop saying, I feel. I think, I choose, I believe. Now, why those three words are so important? Because it puts the responsibility back onto you. Oh, I feel overwhelmed. Now change it. I believe I'm overwhelmed. Now you can do the golden thread for yourself. Nobody needs to know quietly in bed. Sit quietly with a cup of coffee. Why do I believe I'm overwhelmed? Now you're on the golden thread. Now you can do the self-inquiry. A lot of my clients say to me they, they love the analytical part of the Wu Wei wisdom. This is where you're being self-analytical. You're looking, and then when you go down the golden thread, I will almost guarantee you that it will go to an emotional feeling. Now you'll say, it's because I'm scared. But then you're misunderstanding. Do you create scared? Do you create frightened? Yes, but when I was a child, I was frightened. Yeah, but that was, what, 20 years ago? 30 years ago? For some of my clients, 50 years ago. And you're still frightened of what that happened that time ago? And that's what you've got to change that by being accountable or taking responsibility, would be my word, for yourself, for what you think, and that I'm offering you should be based on Shen, spirituality, if you prefer, truth, honesty, and integrity. Integrity to me is very important. Don't say one thing like the example I gave earlier. Don't say one thing and then go and do something else because that's hypocritical. That's the opposite to integrity. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Do that with yourself first before you get into what you were saying with your partner yeah. or a colleague or a boss. Make sure that what you're saying, and then you'll notice the difference as the chi starts to flow through your body, as your energy, you'll stand taller, you'll be clearer, you'll look people in the eye, you'll be, as you use a great word, genuinely interested. When somebody says, you really upset me, I'd be, Wow. Could you explain to me why I upset you? I wouldn't say, oh, I'm sorry, because <laughs> I don't know what I'm sorry for. It could be something I need to be sorry for, and then I would be sorry. But if somebody gets to me and says, you really upset me, I would go, 
Well, so people write in and say, I agree with you, Dave. I agree with you, David, or I disagree with you, David. Both of those are great. And then we'll try and find out what you agree with or what you disagree with. So you're talking about having an inner dialogue with yourself before we respond to someone else's emotional black whale and say, oh, I've made them feel bad. I've made them feel throttled. I've made them feel insecure. I've made them feel anxious. Or before we say to somebody else, oh, you make me feel this, you make me feel that. We need to move off the feel word and switch for, I believe you have made me feel. No. What would you say? I would say to you, if it was the other way around, and what you did created a red light feeling to, to me, I would say, I disagree with what you just did. Right. I, I don't agree with that, Alex. Okay. Can you give me an example? So it's hard. Okay. It's hard because I love you and we have a great <laughs> have a great relationship. But if you if you said, um, let me think of something. I want to go. I want to go to this country on our holidays. Yeah. And I didn't want to go to that country. Yeah. And you did. I would say, well, actually, we've got a problem because I don't like that country. I wouldn't say to you, oh, okay, yeah, I'd love to go to that country. That would be great when all the time I don't want to go to that Okay, and so uh, using that example, if I said to you, oh, uh, you know, you're you're throttling me, you're you're squashing me down because you don't want to do what I want to do, you're making me feel like I'm throttled or squashed down so, uh, now i'm now emotionally blackmailing now you're you. emotionally blackmailing now my response to that is why do you believe i should do always what you want yeah. to do yeah now we're in a relationship now you should tell me you should but, say david i am the woman and i believe a woman yeah. the man should always do whatever yeah. You know? yeah but and equally before i say to you you're making me feel this mm. what you're saying is i need to do that internal, internal conversation with myself exactly. Why am I putting the responsibility for my feelings onto you because of this practical situation? You don't want to do something and that I want to do. Now I'm going to try and manipulate you, blackmailing you by saying, oh, you're making me feel bad or whatever, whatever. Exactly. Instead of saying, David, I've always wanted to go to this country right from a child. I agree that you don't want to go. Can we find a cooperation here? If we're in a relationship, we find a cooperation. So then we might work out instead of going for two weeks, we go for a week or mm-hmm. we go for yeah. a long weekend. Or And I say to you, well, I, I don't like that country because of ABC. I don't like the weather or I don't like the climate or I don't like the mosquitoes or whatever it is. I don't like the food. But because we're in a relationship, we are now going to work a way that we can cooperate mm-hmm. on that. So you may, I don't like the word compromise, because compromise normally means you have to give up something. I prefer in a relationship cooperation. So you really want to go to that country. You would like to go for a month. I don't want to go to that country at all. I, I dislike that country. I've been there twice. Every time I go to that country, I'm ill. Now we have to find a cooperation. And I think, David, that word cooperation is so important because I think in a way that cooperation is healthy and authentic and it should be the basis of all solid relationships. But it should be based on your intellect, not on your emotions. Well, this is what, because 
our inner child really does not, when our inner child is in responsive to emotional blackmail mode or is in emotional blackmail mode itself, the inner child is not seeking cooperation. It's not seeking harmony. It's just seeking self-protection. And then that comes back to this selfishness word. I mean, we place very negative connotations on the idea of selfishness and maybe we should work, use the word self-focus, but it's the inner child is very self-focused because it believes it needs to protect itself from emotional harm. Therefore, one cannot be, one cannot fully cooperate openly, authentically, in an open and inquiring way within a relationship if also our agenda is to protect ourselves at all costs because it's like we're we're trying to operate two parallel systems and neither of them are going to work. So that's what we call the dual belief system in, in our model. When you dig into our model and look at it, that's what we call the dual belief system. When the inner child wants something and the adult, the mature part of your mind wants something else, but what's driving you, but you're being blackmailed by the inner child. See, this is what I said. It has to start with you first. Because Alex has just given you, I don't know whether you were listening to what Alex said, but if you listen, this is what the inner child says. It will justify itself by emotional protection or safety. But how can you be protected or safe from emotions that only you are creating? So I was listening very hard on what Alex just said. And using that role play that Alex was doing, that inner child does not yet believe that they create the emotion. They believe that they have to protect themselves from feeling emotion. And so therefore you create then the dual personality or being hypocritical if you prefer. You say one thing, just like the example I, I use, the gentleman says, all right, whatever it is, I'm going to dig the garden. He's got no intention. He hates gardening, hates it or whatever, doing the car, whatever, it doesn't matter. And rather than saying, no, I hate gardening, he goes, oh, that's going to cause a big row. Let me agree. You see, now he's being hip hypocritical. Now he's agreeing to something he's got no intention of real. Or he may say, well, I tried to do it. I did it for a couple of hours and then I gave up. It never works. It's not my passion. And so you go into this kind of circular argument that we call the carousel of despair because that's what it produces, despair. The other partner doesn't understand. She thinks she's got an agreement or he thinks he's got an agreement when he hasn't. And so you're in this roundabout. And this is not a relationship because you're not relating. And this was right back to the inner child. Let's take it back to where we started, as you just said. It's the inner child. And I believe it's our responsibility. And that's why I like the label, the inner child. This is why of all the labels I've tried, emotional mind, ego, subconscious mind, I think the inner child is far more powerful because I want you to believe and to think that you are the spiritual parent to your inner child. Your inner child, your spiritual child, has had very poor teaching, very poor examples. I certainly did. My inner child did. Now it's my responsibility as the spiritual adult here to hold my child's hand, not to chastise it, not to criticise it, not to want it to be perfect, not to beat it up when it makes a mistake, 
but to guide it through, to teach it, and to be there for it. As I've always said in these videos, that's why I think the inner child, and I know we're going to do a big series soon as on, as on the inner child. The inner child's concept and understanding and communicating and conversations with the inner child so important because you've got to treat yourself better. Listen to what I'm going to say now. You have to treat yourself better than other people treated you. And that takes away all the blackmail mm. because there's nothing to barter or to ransom because emotions are something that you create. Mm, thank you, David. And we've done so many other teachings on this topic to help you navigate through, I guess, this transition yeah. from the emotional blackmail playbook in whatever position you take in that in your relationship to one of open, well, self-inquiry, yeah. questioning, is this the truth? Yes. Um, and, and, and acknowledging that I am creating these emotions. Mm -hmm. And then also then communicating setting boundaries, being clear, being happy to confront and be open and encourage open discussions and not being fearful of confrontation. Exactly. So I think there's a big difference between confronting and confrontation. And I know we've done a video talking mm -hmm. about this, but confronting means I'm going to tell you my truth and honesty. Now, if you lose your emotions... I am not going to lose my, my emotion. And so therefore it cannot be a confrontation. Confrontation is only when two people are losing their emotional dignity, if you like, their strength. I want to be anchored to my shen. So if I'm saying my truth to somebody else and they don't like it, well, I'm going to stay here and then until they can understand and explain to me what it is they don't like about it. And then they could be right and I could be wrong and I'm happy to say I'm wrong on that one. Let me learn. You've taught me a great lesson. This is a life lesson. So you see, here we come back to life lesson now. Tell me what you believe. Tell me where you think I'm wrong. So you could be telling me on our example, which it wasn't great. We should go to this country because the problem that you had with mosquitoes has been solved. Yeah. And I go, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Now you've given me information. And I say, well, I love that country except for the mosquitoes. Now you say, well, they've solved that. There's no mosquitoes there now. So I'm going to go to that country. Now, rather than playing the game emotionally, we've now yeah. resolved it. And it may be that, you know, when you stand your ground, when you are coming from a place of truth, of self-responsibility for your emotions, not the other person's emotions, and you communicate in that way, that the other person does not, want to change the other person who is maybe used to the emotional blackmail playbook will not does not want to change and will not change but for sure it will still diffuse the emotional blackmail dynamic within the relationship if you hold your ground because they will they'll get bored the relationship will break down and maybe i suppose that's what needs to happen because they want to be in that dynamic i like the i like what you just said about holding your ground i think you have to hold your ground on what i would call shen spirituality truth honesty and integrity and then it will change as you said it has to change yeah. because you stop playing the game and it's like a game of tennis or table tennis if you don't hit the ball back the game stops the other person can keep hitting the ball, but if you don't hit it back, the game stops. 
And so it will change. But let me just emphasize, it has to start with you. For me, this is the strength of this Wu Wei wisdom model. It doesn't involve anyone else. It involves you, your inner child, you becoming a caring, loving, educational, spiritual parent to your child, listening to what their problems are, trying to solve them. That's why we do these videos. I think there's over 100 videos now on life lessons. So hopefully we're covering all of the subjects that you want to that affect you personally. If you don't think we've covered a subject that affects you personally, then write in and we'll do it. Say, David, you never talked about this. Let me hear your view on this. Then you can disagree or, or agree. I'm happy with that. So you have to take that responsibility. As I often say, there is no magic fairy of wishful thinking that's going to fall into your life and sort out as everything else. It is you being accountable and taking self-responsibility. Then your life will change. And what I will see and tell you that happened to me, happened to clients, it will change much quicker than what you think. Once you clear the confusion, Alex was saying something like earlier, but see the inner child loves the maze of confusion, getting you confused, and you've got to clear that confusion. And it comes down to this one. I think the basis of the Wu Wei wisdom teaching, I'm going to finish on this. You are the creator of your emotions. Every emotion, happiness, what we call green lights, confidence, joy, love, you create them. Negative emotions, anxiety, fear, being scared, you are creating it at a response to the what's happening. Change your response, you change the emotion. Thank you, David. And I will put a link in the show notes to our other related teachings to help you with this topic. So that's teachings on dealing with confrontation, communication in relationships, setting boundaries in relationships, and more teachings on those sort of relationship dynamics that we talked about. So hopefully they will also be really helpful for you. I really hope you enjoyed this teaching. It's given you maybe a fresh perspective on what emotional blackmail is. If you have enjoyed the teaching, please do comment and let us know and maybe share it with someone else who you think may also benefit from it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.